blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than SwiftCast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 43 of SwiftCast. This is Ashley. Jill. And Steph. And we have an exciting episode for you. As always. Yeah, we're always pretty exciting, I think. So speaking of exciting new things, I came across sort of an interesting, I guess you could call it a theory about album five that was on Twitter. And I don't know where this originated from, but basically it was a graphic of Taylor with some text on the side. And this person said, I think that album five is going to be called Brave. Taylor has dedicated a whole Keds campaign to the Being Brave theme. She sang Brave with Sarah Bareilles, and it just sounds like something she would do. How awesome would that be when the name was announced if we realized that Taylor's been telling us the name of her album for basically a year? That would be cool. I that like would be that. cool. I like that name. It's a good name. I can see it being a good tour name. I definitely think it describes Taylor. I mean, I still don't know that I think it's the name only because I don't think she would have decided on a name a year ago, but it's possible. Yeah, I I like it better than Roses. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. However, Brave would be a hard theme to dress as. True. Hmm. I don't know what my costume would be. If she had a title, if she had a track after the title called Brave, it probably would be something really inspirational, like Change or sweeter than fiction, or meme, which I always love those kinds of songs, so that would be cool. Yeah, I bet that would be a good song about being brave. I've really liked just, like, for the past year, the whole Keds campaign centered around being brave, because I think that, first of all, as I've said before, Keds was a really good sponsor for her to team up with, because she actually likes and uses their products and has, you know, and they fit with her style, but brave is... Like, the whole campaign, I think, a really good message to send to her fans of all ages. Yeah, I liked the Brave Girls. That was, I liked that a lot. I wish they'd come out with kind of, like, a kids line for guys, though. Yeah, guys always get gypped. Still, though, it's, I like it. I think Brave would be a good one. Even if she just wrote a song and it wasn't the album. Yeah, hopefully we'll know by the summer. Which is close. It's not too far away. Not too far. It's almost been a year. So hopefully in just like four or five months, we'll be finding out if that theory was right. But in the meantime, we can move right along to keeping up with Swift for our news. All right. So for this week's news, we have a few nominations. First off, we have um, Taylor's nominated for two Kids' Choice Awards. Uh, Those are... Favorite female singer and favorite song for I Knew You Were Trouble. Um, I believe that you can start voting on Nickelodeon's website, and the show will air on March 29th. Um, There hasn't been any news that Taylor will be there or not, but you should still vote because we want to see her win those. I would love for to see her go and get slimed, but I don't think that'll (laughs) ever happen. (laughs) She's too pretty to get slimed. She is, but it'd be so funny. (laughs) She'd be a good sport about it. I I hope so. (laughs) Unless she did her hair up so nicely. Um, So our, and the second set of nominations is she's nominated for the first ever iHeartRadio Awards, which I've been hearing a lot about on the radio. So that's really cool. 
Um, they'll air live on May 1st from Los Angeles, and you can vote at iHeartRadio.com. And she's nominated for Artist of the Year, Fan Army of the Year, which I guess is us. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so vote for us. Um, and then <laughs> Country Song for Highway Don't Care. Oh, and she actually has another set of awards. Oh my gosh, so many. She has another. So she has three nominations for the Radio Disney Awards, which will air on the Disney Channel on April 27th. I've never actually seen those. Um, you can vote at RadioDisney.com. She is voted for, or she's nominated for a category called She's the One, which is Best Female Artist, So Fantastic, Fiercest, Fiercest Fans, which is us again, we're going to get a lot of awards. So many awards. <laughs> so many awards for us. <laughs> I've never been nominated for anything. Um, musical mashup for best musical collaboration for Everything Has Changed with Ed. That's cool. I hope they win. And then she has another five nominations for the ACM Awards. Yay. I'm excited for those. Um, she's nominated for a single record of the year for Highway Don't Care. Video of the year for Highway Don't Care. Vocal event of the year for Highway Don't Care, female vocalist, and the big one, entertainer of the year. So voting starts on March 24th, which is coming up um, at acmcountry.com, and the show airs on April 6th on CBS, and I think it's a good chance that she'll be at that one. What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely think she'll be there. Yeah. I'm not so sure about any of the other ones we mentioned, but I think out of all those, the one she'll definitely be at is the ACM, so be sure you catch those about a month away. Um, so then another piece of news uh, for some outings. Taylor was at the Harvey Weinstein pre-Oscar party last week. Um, just so you guys know, Harvey produced One Chance, um, the film that Taylor wrote Sweeter Than Fiction for, and he's actually producing a stage adaptation of Finding Neverland, which was a 2004 movie. Um, it was very good. It was about Peter Pan. I, I really liked it. Um, and at this pre-Oscar party, Mr. Weinstein told Mail Online he was thrilled by the music and he now plans on um, working with Taylor for a song for this musical. So it, it seems like that they're going to work together and she's going to write a song for this uh, for this adaptation of Finding Neverland, which would be an actual musical. It wouldn't just be a movie so that's really cool i'm excited about that well hopefully it will have a release date like sometime soon when it's supposed to and not keep getting pushed back at like one chance yeah that's so true (laughs) which would be a surprise if it keeps getting pushed back but that's cool that i mean because usually when taylor writes a song she also ends up singing it but somebody else would be singing her words so i think that's really cool i mean you have to be pretty you know well established to have that happen so that's really that's really cool and also well i was just thinking that could make her eligible for a tony award oh yeah because she she wrote something yep and i think that it was also mentioned that uh the i don't know if any of you guys like uh glee but the star of that show matthew morrison will star in the musical and he's i mean he's a big big broadway person so i i think the chances of this show going for a tony would be it it would be plausible. That would be awesome. Another another collection. Or another award to add to a collection. And don't they sometimes, for the Tonys, for the performances, have the original composers sing the songs? I, I don't watch the Tonys. I have no idea. But that would be really cool. 
I'm sure she would go. And if she if she does write a new song and she didn't and we didn't like get to at least hear her sing it once, I'd be a little sad. And we talked on an earlier episode about how she's been working with Diane Warren, who writes a lot of songs for movies. So we were kind of speculating that she'll write something for The Giver, in which case maybe she'll get Golden Globe, Oscar, and a Tony next year. Oh my god, can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) I'm being very idealistic here, but we'll see. There's definitely a lot of opportunities. I think, I mean, just in this past year recently, a lot of people have, or it seems like she's been getting more attention for, like, writing songs for movies and different kinds of things instead of just writing her own singles and stuff. A lot more people seem to be wanting to work with her and like wanting to use her on their soundtrack, which I, I love. That means we get new songs more often. Um, so let's see. And Taylor was also spotted this week. Um, she was out again. She was with Carly Kloss. Is that how you say her name? Carly Kloss? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yep. Um, so, in, as you all know, they're very good friends, and they went on a little road trip to California together, or through California, and it looked really fun. You can see all the pictures on Taylor and Carly's Instagram. I'm glad that they had a little girls outing. And then, um, I believe she was also spotted out with Lord. Today, was it? Today or yesterday? They were in New York. So, she's been spending a lot of time, you know, hanging out with her friends, which... Which I'm glad she's getting to do. She worked really hard this year. I really want to know what Taylor and Lord were doing in the picture that I saw today. Because it looks like they're just dancing down the street. Which is which is funny because the last pictures we saw of Taylor and Lord, they were dancing on the beach. So, <laughs> can you imagine just walking on the streets in New York and seeing them like posing and dancing, <laughs> frolicking, <laughs> frolicking? I know a lot of people are wondering. Um, people are wondering if Taylor is going to be at Lord's shows because she has some concerts in New York this week. I, I can see her being a special guest, or even just being in the audience. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she'll. I'm sure she'll go to one. But yeah. Who Who knows? I mean, she's really not doing anything right now. So, except hanging out with her friends. <laughs> I was thinking about going to Lord's concert here in Chicago, but I guess that was the wrong city. I should have been going to the, the New York yeah. one. <laughs> maybe she'll maybe she'll go touring with her. <laughs> I'm glad that she's getting a lot of downtime though, so that she can like save up all her energy for this next album and tour. Yeah, I'm glad she's getting a little bit of a break because she's been nonstop. Yeah. So our last piece of news for Keeping Up With Swift, um, Taylor has a new spring collection now for kids. Uh, you can look at it on the kids store, www.keds.com, just slash store. Uh, you can go and look up on the Taylor Swift for kids collection. Um, she's got, how many is this? I don't know, like 12 new spring ones, and they are very pretty, very springy, and they look like perfect summer shoes. They're really cute. So you guys should check those out if you haven't seen them yet. And that's it for news. So now moving on to our mini segments. Lots of Swifty problems this week. <laughs> There's always Swifty problems. Yeah, our first one comes from at Untouchable, And her Swifty problem is 
that moment when you can't say numbers like 22 and 15 without starting to sing and not stopping until the song's <laughs> over. It's dedication. So our next one comes from The Mocking Jaw, and they say, My Taylor blanket just fell on the floor, and my initial reaction was to sing, Now I'm lying on the cold, hard ground. Oops. <laughs> Your poor blanket. Our next one is from at Becky Bing, and she said, I wish I had a friend equally obsessed with Taylor because it's just lonely, Swifty problems. That's so sad. Yeah, Becky should tweet us and we'll yeah, we'll be your friend we'll obsess with you we'll be your friend tweet us our next one is from at arizona swift 13 who says when you can't focus during finals because you're too busy updating twitter swifty problems girl tell me about it <laughs> our next one is from at rs forever 2 and they said, when you can't stop listening to SwiftCast, Swifty Problems. Aww. So nice. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, so our next one is not a Swifty Problem. It's actually off somebody's Swifty bucket list. And this is from at I Deserve Myself. And they said, get Grant to give me a guitar lesson like he tweeted. I think we all want that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Our next one is from at Fallout Swifty. So I just went to search Tay and ended up searching Taylor Squid. Swifty problems. And our last one for this week is from at Surreer Swift. Can't survive a day without hearing a Taylor Swift song, Swifty problems. So true. Well, thanks everyone for your Swifty problems and Swifty bucket lists. And if you think of any throughout the week, you can always tweet us at SwiftCast13. We love getting your submissions and we will definitely read them on next week's episode. Thanks, guys. Or if you don't have Twitter, you can always go to SwiftCast13.com and contact us through there, too. We get them that way, too. Contact us any way you want. <laughs> So, moving on to our main discussion for this week, there was an interesting uh, little Q&A with Taylor that just came out in Time Magazine where she's talking about all the reasons why she loves Nashville so much. And we all also love it. We visited it many times between us. It's a great city. So, we wanted to talk about what Taylor said about it and then talk about our awesome experiences visiting there. And then along with um, a few of you sent us in things that you love about Nashville too. Yay, Nashville. I love it so much. <laughs> it is fun. So they asked her, why did you decide to live in Nashville? And we've heard Taylor say this basically before, but she said, you know, I was 10 years old. I was obsessed with watching shows about Faith Hill and Shania Twain and I noticed that both of them went to Nashville to start their careers and from that point on I just began begging my parents to take me there and then finally um, when I was 11 my mom took us there on spring break and we drove up and down Music Row. I scampered into record labels one by one handing my demo CD to the receptionist. I remember thinking it was so odd and wonderful that all these important record labels were all on one street. I remember being charmed by how kind people were to strangers and newcomers like us. We took more and more trips to Nashville, and when I, at 13 I was offered a development deal, my parents gave in and we moved there from Pennsylvania. 
that is like good parents. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's so right about Music Row. Um, when I first visited Music Row, I guess I was kind of expecting bigger buildings that looked more like businesses, but it's really these small, tiny little houses. Mm-hmm. It just it feels so homey. It doesn't feel at all like a, these huge, important record labels are on the street, but it feels just like a neighborhood. I totally agree. It has like the small town feel, but then it also has all of the things that you would look for in a big city too. Yeah, I wasn't. I only. I've only been there once, and the first time I went, it was. I'm so glad that the first time I went was in the summertime because it was. It was just. It was beautiful. And it was so nice. The I mean, the weather was, it was, well, it, I'm sorry, it wasn't even the summertime. It was in September, wasn't it? I said it was in the summertime because when we went there. it was there, still like I, 70s and 80s. Yeah, that's why I thought it was the summer because I remember we went there towards the end of September and it was kind of getting cold here. And then we get off the plane in Nashville and it's so warm. It felt, it felt like it was, you know, it felt like it was July and it was, it was really nice. And I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect. And I, I thought it'd be like, you know, kind of like. It's a city, so I was thinking, you know, New York, Boston, those are the cities I know. But it's not at all. It's like a little it's like a little hometown city and I mean, the people are so nice. You you can smell food where you go. It's like it's almost like a street fair and there's music everywhere and it's it's such a nice place. It's not at all what I expected. The first time that I went there, I mean, I've been there like four or five times and I just can never decide what to do because there's always just so much. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun place and it is really nice. It, I mean, if you don't like the city, but I mean, this is the perfect city to go to. And if you don't like two small, small towns, I mean, it's right in between. It's it's the perfect place. Yeah, it's it has a large population, but it doesn't feel like a big city at all, which I love about it, like everybody else seems to love about it. It feels just like a small town, but there's so, so much to do. And even I drove around, I rented a car and drove around, and I didn't feel overwhelmed at all. When I drive in Philadelphia or New York or something, yeah. I get really freaked out. In Nashville, it feels like a small town. It did, yeah, I remember. We did that too, I think. So they asked her, how much time do you spend in Nashville? And she said, I spend as much time in Nashville as I can. The cool thing about spending time in Nashville is that no one knows when I'm there. In New York and L.A., there are photographers waiting on the street, and it seems like every errand I run is photographed and documented. You don't see as much evidence of me spending time in Nashville because I'm not being photographed at the grocery store. I'm just able to wander around the store and make casual conversation with the girl standing next to me in the produce aisle. That's so funny because I was just thinking of those pictures of her shopping for produce in L.A. a few weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's be real. I think even in Nashville, some girl in the produce aisle would know who Taylor Swift is. They know who she is, but I think that people are just a lot more respectful in general there. And I think when you live in Nashville, I mean, yeah, she is a celebrity, but you're almost just kind of like used to seeing music people there. Right. It's such a common thing. Mm-hmm. Well... I was in Nashville last weekend. I went there for a show at the Grand Ole Opry, and I was really hoping to run into Taylor, but I didn't go to the <laughs> produce aisle in the grocery store, so maybe I was just in the wrong place. Would it be funny if that's what, who she was talking about? <laughs> Me. 
No, but I remember someone tweeting, like, you know Taylor's in Nashville when she disappears from the face of the earth. And it's so true. It's so true. When there's no photos of her, you know there's a good chance that that's where she is. The first time that I went, I was lucky enough to go to a show at the Bluebird Cafe, and it was just so crazy, like, sitting there thinking back to this is where Taylor was discovered all those years ago, sitting on this very stage that I'm watching right now. That's crazy. Yeah, I really love the Bluebird. I, I've i only been in Nashville twice, and I was lucky enough to go to the Bluebird both times. And the second time after Taylor's final show in Nashville, I went to the Bluebird again. And if any of you watched the TV show Nashville, two of the actors were actually there and performed, which was awesome. Uh, that is cool. Which ones? Scarlett and Will were there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I actually got to meet Scarlett, and I kept telling my, after, not in Scarlett's earshot or anything like that, but I, I was talking to my sister, and I was like, well, this is the wrong blonde, curly-haired girl I wanted to meet, <laughs> but, you know, it's still pretty cool, and she was really nice. Uh, actually, when I was at the Opry last weekend, one of the people on the lineup was the actor who plays Deacon. Oh, yeah, I like him, too. So he was great, and it was really cool to see him sing a couple of his original songs. I went to this other really cool place. It's not really anywhere near downtown. It's sort of in, like, I don't know if you would say a suburb of Nashville, but it's in a neighborhood called Germantown, which is about, like, 30 minutes away from downtown. And I went to this place called the Cocoa Tree, which is just this little tiny cafe that has every type of chocolate thing you can imagine. And I don't know if Taylor's ever gone, but I think she would like it. That sounds amazing. I need to go there. (laughs) There's this really cute candy shop, too. It's right downtown, though. But they have all this really old candy and different kind of pop. Oh, I think we went there. Is that the place that makes the pralines? Um, I don't know. It's right right downtown, right by, like, Opry Originals and all those other stores. Uh, the one I was at wasn't right on Broadway. It was a couple blocks over. Okay. But it has, it had like two stories and it was pretty cool. You can find all kinds of old candy that you don't see anymore. Yeah. Nashville kind of has that, you know, vintage old time feeling to it. I really like it. So they asked Taylor, what's your favorite spot in the city? And she said, I absolutely love the parks and trails. There's a park called Radnor Lake that's gorgeous on a fall day. I've had some of my best days walking there with my dad, talking about life. Another huge priority for me is having a good coffee place to go and hang out. Fido has such a great atmosphere, and you can wander around browsing the shops in Hillsborough Village once you're there. I love driving past the Bluebird Cafe because that's where I played the acoustic show that ended up getting me a record deal. The other areas where I like to go for cute restaurants and shopping are 12 South and East Nashville. And then she said, now I have to stop because I sound like I'm the president of the Nashville Tourism Board. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. I just love it there. I'm surprised she just gave out all her locations. Well, I knew that she liked going to Fido a lot because she's been spotted there in the past. And they have really, really good food and coffee. So I go every time I'm there. Yeah, we went there on our trip to Nashville. I remember went to Fido and it was really good. That was good coffee. Last Sunday, I was there having breakfast, and I was—I knew she was in L.A., but I was still sitting there like, come on, Taylor. <laughs> Waiting for her <laughs> to walk in. Right now. And I think she also goes to the Frothy Monkey, right? 
Yeah, I think so. And she likes Sweet Cece's. Yeah, Sweet Cece's is also one of her favorites. There's a lot of good food in Nashville. <laughs> it's so good. Obviously, the Pancake Pantry is the best. <laughs> yes, I do love the Pancake Pantry. And every time I go there, I'm like, okay, Taylor, please show up right now. <laughs> well, the, when we were there in September, we ha- our waitress was telling us about all the times that she's waited on Taylor. Oh, she was she was a riot. And she, I think she told us, she was like, yeah, she actually sat right over at this table. That was It was like uh, two tables over from us or something. She's like, you know, I talked to her. Oh, she mentioned that she was there when Taylor was there with Connor Kennedy and how they she served them. It was really cool. And I think she said that Taylor, like, remembered her name and, like, addressed her by name and everything. We should have asked her if she remembered what kind of pancakes she got. <laughs> I actually know she really likes the sweet potato pancakes. Right. Yeah, she does. And that's what I usually get. And they're very good. I've never had those, but I try something different every time that I go. And last week I had the raspberry pancakes, and those were great. My favorite are the only ones I've ever had there, (laughs) but the (laughs) tropical ones are so good. It's like pineapple and, oh, so good. Can we go right now? (laughs) I wish. Yeah, I really want pancakes now. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite things about this article was... Um, They asked her whether she would ever consider moving her operations to L.A. or New York. And I think we've all been noticing Taylor's been spending a lot of time in L.A. Mm -hmm. Probably maybe because it's just warmer there than Nashville right now. Um, But Taylor said she when people ask her where's home, she doesn't even think before she says Nashville. And she, she also said choosing to have my management company based in Nashville just made sense because my family is there as well as my record label. I never think about moving home bases. Um, And so for me, that was kind of nice to hear because I love Nashville. I love that Taylor's based there. Um, And I I really liked that part of the interview. Yeah. I think I'll always associate Nashville with Taylor and Taylor with Nashville. That's why it was so perfect how she ended the U S red shows there. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'm glad that she doesn't like, you know, sell out and just move to LA like every other artist. I'm pretty sure that as long as Big Machine is in Nashville, Taylor is going to stay in Nashville. Yeah. I mean, unless something like catastrophic happened, I don't think she would ever change record companies. I don't think forcing so. Forcing her to move. Yeah. So those are some of our favorite things about Nashville. And then we asked you guys on Twitter to tell us what you like about it. And so we got a bunch of really good answers. So our first one was from at Arizona Swift 13. And you said that it feels like Taylor's there everywhere you go, which I agree. Yeah. It's a Taylor atmosphere. My favorite was when I went to the show there and it's like, the whole entire downtown was just all Swifties and it was so fun. It just, I mean, it really felt like it was like I was in a Taylor city. (laughs) Taken over by Swifties. Yeah, it was fun. Our next one is from at I Deserve Myself 
who says, I live in Nashville, so being able to go visit the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bluebird Cafe, and downtown anytime, which I, I completely agree. I love the Country Music Hall of Fame. The first time I ever went to Nashville was solely to see the Speak Now exhibit, and it was awesome. And I already talked about how I love the Bluebird. Um, and I'm jealous that she lives in Nashville, of course. That's fun, just being able, just like anytime you want a coffee, to just go to Fido or go to Bluebird and get one. That's really cool. One Taylor attraction that I haven't gotten to see yet, but I really want to, is the Taylor Swift Education Center. Yeah, I'm, I would love to go back to see that. I really wanted to go last weekend, but I just unfortunately didn't have time. Hopefully we can save it for next tour and we can all go together. Our next submission is from at NH Tay Lover, and they said, Downtown is really cool, but Taylor's show on September 21st, 2013 was the best. I want to go back in time so I don't miss it. Me too. Yes, I want to go back in time and watch it again. <laughs> I wish. That was amazing. That was. And our next one comes from at Rachel Harmony one and you say, just being there makes me feel like I'm in the best place on earth. Aw. Not Disneyland. Nashville. <laughs> it's pretty great. I do love it. Um, our next one is from at super with two R's, Melissa, who wrote in all caps, and I think rightly so, <laughs> Pancake Pantry. Completely agree. Enough said. So then somebody else replied at I deserve myself and she said pancake pantry equals life. <laughs> That's everybody's favorite. So good. So thanks again, guys, for contributing to that. Um, and if any of our listeners are visiting Nashville anytime soon and want recommendations of what to do while they're there, feel free to, to tweet us anytime and, or email us anything. And, and we'd love to help you out. So, let's move on to a quick update on the upcoming Red Shows. So, it's so strange that we still have Red Shows to, that are upcoming. I know. I, I, I feel like it, I mean, I'm glad other people are seeing it, but I feel like it should be over. <laughs> well, it's crazy to think this week, a year ago, the Red Tour started, March 13th. Oh my god, I, I can't believe it. I'm honestly, like, I need a time machine. <laughs> I, I've, I've kind of, like put it in the back of my head so I haven't had to think about it until the day it happens. It's crazy. I can't believe it. I just need to say there's honestly no other feeling like seeing a Taylor show on the very first night that anybody has ever seen it. And I'm so glad that I got to see it on the first night. It's true. You get to see it before anyone else. Yes, I had to wait until April, and I really thought I was going to die because I was trying not to have any spoilers. And I had to wait until July. Wow, that's a really long way. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> I pretty much knew the whole show by that point. I would not. I wouldn't have been able to wait. I <laughs> I did my best waiting between March thirteenth and the end of April, but it was tough. Yeah, but on Twitter, it's impossible. <laughs> it yeah, it really is. Um, so for the the next leg of the Red Tour, we'll start on June 1st in Tokyo, Japan, and then June 4th, it will go to Jakarta, Indonesia, June 6th, Manila, Philippines, June 9th, Bangkok, Thailand, 
June 11th, Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, and June 12th, Singapore. So these, I think all of the dates have already gone on sale and they've all sold out within at least an hour or two. And so we hope you people who wanted tickets got them. And if you didn't, I hope you're able to find some before June. Yeah, keep your eye out for contests and promotions. I'm sure there will be a lot of those. Yeah, and some, I mean, at least in America, they usually release more as the date gets closer. So maybe something similar will happen here. Um, but we hope everybody got tickets. And also the dates in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore are all going to be in stadiums, which is pretty cool. Can she sing that One Night in Bangkok song when she's in Thailand? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the B-stage song. (laughs) Can you imagine Taylor Swift singing that? (laughs) It's so crazy that, that she's playing stadiums in other countries. Yeah, those will be really fun. I, I'm looking forward to seeing her pictures, uh, you know, from Philippines and Thailand because I'm looking forward to seeing her sightseeing pictures because those are beautiful places. Oh, definitely. Beautiful. So to wrap up, we have a few reminders for you guys. Um, remember to press the subscribe button on iTunes and it'll download the latest episode for you automatically. You won't have to do any of the work. Um, just for a quick reminder of our ways to contact us on TC, which is back up. Thank you, Taylor Nation, for fixing taylorswift.com. <laughs> um, uh, we are SwiftCast13. Um, on Twitter, we are at SwiftCast13. Our email, if you need to contact us that way, is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. Facebook, we are facebook.com slash theswiftcast. We have our page. You can like us. And then our website is just swiftcast13.com. So those are any reminders. I think that's it. And um, yeah, what what do you guys think Taylor will do next week? Oh, I have a good one. Um, Go for it. So because Taylor went out to New York to support Lena Durham for SNL just the other day, um, I think that the people at SNL were reminded because I think they forgot or something. I don't know how, but I think they were reminded of how amazing Taylor is. And they probably booked her to host another episode of SNL. This needs to happen. Oh my God, Steph. Why did you say that? Why did you even put that thought in my head? (laughs) Well, I don't know why it hasn't happened again since the first time. So maybe like now that she was out there, they saw her, they were like, Oh my gosh, why haven't we had her back? We need to... She's got free time. We need to book her immediately. I wonder how many people they have, like, lined up ahead of time already, like... I'm sure they have the whole rest of this spring season already booked. They probably do. Even if she's not on to, like, fall or winter, I I just want her on again. Well, I think, wouldn't it be perfect for her to do it, like, a week or two before the next album comes out? It would be great promotion. Yeah. Or right after it comes out. I, and then she could sing whatever her new single is on the show. They they better have done something. I've been waiting for this for so many years. So long. <laughs> well, I think that's a good guess. Um, yeah, I just really hope that happens. Yeah, I've been waiting since the last episode that she did. 
I don't think I have one. Maybe, maybe I think next week, since Taylor was in New York today, I think next week she'll come to Rhode Island and I'll get to see her. <laughs> I think, or at least I hope that on March 13th, she'll tweet something about one year since the Red Tour. That would be cool, too. I hope so. And I bet Ed will, too. Actually, I take that back. I think on one year from the Red Tour, this this Thursday, they're going to announce the Red Tour DVD, finally. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I hope you're right. I hope so. I'm dying for it. I just... If only. I need a live version. They haven't teased any up more upcoming news, though, so I don't know. I see a lot of people are making uh, a lot of bootleg DVDs, but I just, I really want a real one. Uh, speaking of Ed tweeting things, though, he did tweet that plaque of Taylor because she has sold, Red has sold over 6 million copies worldwide. And I don't, he said he was, I don't, I couldn't tell if he was going to put it on his wall. It's The tweet was just like one <laughs> for the wall. And I was like, that would be so awesome if Ed is actually putting this plaque on his own wall. Probably. He probably has all her plaques on his wall. <laughs> but I think it would be awesome if he did tweet something on the 13th. I hope so. Well, that would be a good throwback tweet for Thursdays. So true. Well, yeah, maybe he'll tweet a throwback picture of Red Tour the first night. Well, if any of that happens, we will definitely be talking about that on the next episode of SwiftCast. So for now, this has been Ashley. Jill and Steph. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.